You're listening to Simply the Best Sports Take, the best podcast breaking down the best stuff in sports with host Sean Bingham. His takes are so good, he dropped the mic, but then you wouldn't be able to hear him, and that would suck. Welcome into Simply the Best Sports Podcast. I am your host, Sean Bingham. I am driving again today. Um, I feel like these sound pretty good, though. I feel like the audio is pretty fine. So forgive me if I do these, uh, you know, once a week or so, just to kind of squeeze everything in. But again, I've got great stuff today. Um, last time I was driving, we talked about Eli Manning and does he belong in the Hall of Fame? Uh, which, by the way, I did a, a poll on my Instagram, which is just STB Sports Take on Instagram. Twitter, it's just my name at Sean Bingham, S E A N B I N G H A M. But uh, on Instagram, it's at STB Sports Take. So I did a poll on an Instagram story and, you know, asked, is Eli, you know, a Hall of Famer? And barely more than 50% of people said yes. And I did a post about it as well. And in the comments, there was, you know, more yeses than no's. So I think we were accurate with that one. You know, I think Eli, I think Eli's had a great career. Very weird to see him not start yesterday. It was the first time since 1997 uh, that neither one of the Manning brothers started a game in the NFL at quarterback. I mean, think about that. That's 20 years. For the last 20 years, we've had one of them starting at quarterback and Eli of course of course starting for the Giants for you know the last decade plus 13 years or so and Geno Smith looked pretty good I mean obviously the Giants lost but Geno Smith didn't look bad so I don't I don't foresee them benching him in place of Eli I think Geno Smith's going to get the start again next week I'd actually be really surprised if he does not um so very interesting. We'll see what happens with Eli Manning. He's definitely going to you know, still be in the league for a couple of years to come, two or three or four anyway, and he'll be a starter. I mean, he's still a serviceable starter in this league. He's not washed up. Like I say, he's won two Super Bowls. Obviously, you know, what have you done for me lately? Not a whole lot, but he's still good enough to play in this league, and he'll, he'll definitely get picked up, whether it be the Giants, you know, change their mind or he gets picked up by somebody else. Eli will still be playing. The quarterback I want to talk about today, though, is Case Keenum. How does this guy keep doing it? This guy has completely fooled me, and he's he's won me over week by week by week, bit by bit by bit, more and more every single week. I'm I'm more convinced that this guy is the real deal. They beat the Falcons yesterday, um, and he outshined Matt Ryan in Atlanta. He threw for two touchdowns, no interceptions. Matt Ryan, by the way, threw for like 100 and what did Matt Ryan throw for? 173 yards, no touchdowns, 72.9 passer rating. That was Matt Ryan. Now, on the other side, Case Keenum, 25 of 30 for 227 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and a passer rating of 120.4. He nearly doubled up Matt Ryan with the passer rating. Case Keenum, and, and most important stat, the Vikings won again. They're eighth in a row. They're now 10-2, and two, which was a big win because the Eagles later that night, last night, lost at Seattle, which dropped Philadelphia to 10-2. and two. And so now we've got Philadelphia and Minnesota both at 10-2 and two atop the NFC. 
And it was uh, another big game was between the Panthers and the Saints, both at eight and three going into the game. I figured the Saints would win, and they did. Alvin Kamara, I, I again, this is a guy I can't say enough good about. He is a star. He's the best player on the New Orleans Saints football team. Um, Drew Brees, of course, had, you know, excluding quarterback. Drew Brees is, you know, he's Drew Brees. Quarterback is quarterback. It's almost like it, it doesn't count. If you've got a top 10 quarterback on your team, then he's probably the best player on your team or the most important. But Alvin Kamara is insanely talented. This guy was someone that very few talked about. He's going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. It would be a, a shame if he didn't. Um, and yesterday, here's his stat line. They gave him the ball nine times to run it. He ran for 60 yards and two touchdowns. On nine carries, he got 60 yards and two touchdowns. Then in the passing game, he caught five, five passes for 66 yards. So the guy went for 126 yards of total offense on 14 touches and two touchdowns. And that's just what he does. That wasn't like some outlier game for him. He scored a touchdown in six straight games now. He is a phenomenal talent. And, I'm, I, you know, I've said it before. I'll say it again. The best thing that the Saints did this year was to get rid of Adrian Peterson. Because all it did was introduce Alvin Kamara to the football field, and they have taken off ever since then. Saints now 9-3. and three. So the NFC playoff picture is really heating up. And... Uh, I mean, let's go through the entire playoff picture. Let's look at division by division. Obviously, you know, let's start with the AFC because it's a little bit quicker and easier. Obviously, the New England Patriots are running away with the AFC East. They've got a four-game lead, and there's only four games left. So, mathematically, it's uh, not an impossibility, but they they won the division. Okay. Uh, AFC North. Pittsburgh has a two-game lead, two-and-a-half game lead because they play tonight. Uh, at Cincinnati. I think Pittsburgh will win tonight, which will give them a three-game lead over Baltimore, so I think they win the AFC North. Then, in the AFC South, gets a little interesting, as well as in the AFC West, we have a two-way tie between the Titans and the Jaguars at 8-4 and four in the AFC South. And I'm going to say it right now, I think the Jags are the better team. Um, they've got a great defense, one of the best defenses in the NFL, and they've got one of the best running backs in the NFL, they're, I've said before, they're just lacking a quarterback. Uh, they don't have that top 10 guy. And to win a Super Bowl or to even go to a Super Bowl, you, you pretty much have to have that. Um, it's very rare that it happens where a not, not top 10 quarterback makes it to a Super Bowl. We did a podcast on that. The, the, the rare exceptions are when you have a top-ranked defense, which the Jags do. So I wouldn't count them out entirely, but let's be real. I don't see them beating New England in a playoff game or Pittsburgh in a playoff game. But I do see them winning that division. Their remaining schedule, they play the Seahawks this week. That's a tough one. But then they have two easy ones, Texans, 49ers, and then a very important divisional game, last game of the season, probably to win the division against the Titans. So that could be a very, very interesting race to watch down these last four-game stretch, the AFC South. And let's take a look at the Titans' schedule because, uh, you know, that would obviously be interesting to see. Let's see here if I can pull it up. Sorry. Okay, so Titans' schedule. I got it here. Uh, Again, I'm driving, so that was a little bit dangerous, but I'm safe. Um, They play the Cardinals, the 49ers, then they play the Rams and Jags. So they've got pretty equal 
difficulty going down the stretch. Um, the Ram, they play the Rams and the Seahawks respectively, and then they play each other. Um, but then they have the 49ers. Both of them play the 49ers. So that should be wins. Although they did get the win yesterday. The San Francisco got the win yesterday. Jimmy Garoppolo looked pretty good. And it doesn't look like they're trying to tank to get draft picks. They're going to try and get him used to the offense, try and get some wins. And I like that. And that just as I was saying that, it reminded me, yesterday as I'm watching the Eagles-Seahawks game, it's the end of the game. The game is, is in hand. It's, there's 0% chance that the Eagles can win. But they were, they were in a no-huddle offense, two-minute drill style play, driving the ball down the field, Carson Wentz directing traffic, very much, you know, almost frantically, frantically is a bad word because that's a negative thing, but very, very uh, intensely looking to score. Like they, you could tell they were, they were like, you know what, this game is over, but we're going to learn an important lesson right now. And we're going to try and score. This is a two minute drill. Let's pretend that this is to win the game. Let's pretend, you know, I liked it. I liked watching it. They didn't score, but they did drive the ball down the field pretty well. And they got in position to at least have uh, you know, a chance to score a touchdown at the end uh, on the last play. But I, I liked the intensity that they kept through the final whistle. I thought that was pretty darn cool. Um, okay, so, sorry, I got sidetracked. Back to the playoff picture. And the AFC West is where it gets super interesting because the Chiefs continue to tank. They've now lost uh, six of their last seven games. Six of seven, you guys. They were 5-0, and and now they're 6-6. Six and six. They've lost six of their last seven games. They're six and six in a tie with the Chargers and the Raiders. I don't think there's any way the Chiefs win that division. I don't. I don't think there's. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs even. It's now they do have the tiebreaker, but the way things are trending in that division, the Chargers are rising, the Chiefs are sinking, the Raiders are slightly rising. So I don't see the Chiefs winning that division. Um, Sad stuff for Alex Smith, Andy Reid, Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill. I mean, that's a good team that just couldn't figure it out. Darrell Rivas was a captain yesterday against the Jets. They lost 38-31. Um, it's, it's a, they're in a tailspin headed out to sea there in Kansas City. Um, okay, to the NFC. The Philadelphia Eagles obviously have the NFC East wrapped up. They got a four-game lead. That one's in the books. Uh, same with Minnesota in the NFC North over Detroit and Green Bay. Then it gets interesting with uh, the NFC South and, and the NFC West. Saints and Panthers, I think Saints are the better team. I think they showed that yesterday. They won as I expected them to. They're one game up now on the Panthers in the South, and I think they hang on and win that division. And then the Rams and the Seahawks. This is an interesting one. The Rams have a one-game lead. They're 9-3. and three. I've been praising... Sean McVay and Jared Goff and Todd Gurley all year. Still am. They're, they're, they're a great team. They play the Eagles next week, though. Then they play the Seahawks at Seattle. Then they have the Titans. Then they have the Niners. So they'll beat the Niners. They'll probably beat the Titans. But these next two are very losable games for the Seahawks. Or, excuse me, for the Rams. And I'm telling you, my gut is telling me that the way things are trending, the Seahawks are going to win that division. That's the way things seem to be trending in my mind, is that the Seahawks are going to win that division. The Seahawks play the Jags, the Rams, the Cowboys, the Cardinals. Tough schedule. Man, right as I look at that, I, I'm starting to second-guess myself. That's going to be an interesting race. The Rams and Seahawks is going to be a very, very interesting race down the stretch. Um, I'm actually really curious to watch that one now. So, But if you look at the overall playoff picture, 
on the outside looking in in the AFC right now is the Chargers, the Bills, the Raiders, and on in the NFC side it's the Falcons, the Lions, the Packers. I don't think anything changes in the NFC. I think those are the teams that get into the playoffs. I think it could slightly change who wins a division versus getting a wild card between Seattle and Los Angeles. But I think they both get in. Right now it's uh, Minnesota, Philadelphia, the Rams, the Saints, the Seahawks, the Panthers. And I think those six teams stay in the picture and those six teams are the ones that end up in the playoffs. Um, On the AFC side... Again, I think Kansas City drops out. I think the Chargers take their spot. Buffalo looks pretty good, too, to steal a wild card. Can they surpass Baltimore for that final wild card spot? That is a question that I want to look deeper into. Buffalo's pretty good. They did not play well yesterday, but not many people do play well against the Patriots. Um, And how about Rob Gronkowski's cheap shot? Come on, guy. Okay, so the Bills, they have the Colts, Dolphins, Patriots, Dolphins. Wow. Win, win, loss, win. They're going to finish 9-7. and seven. The Bills will finish 9-7. and seven. So let's look real quick so I can make my final assessment on this. Let's look at uh, the Ravens because they're the team. that's They're one game up on the Bills for the final wild card. They have Steelers, Browns, Colts, Bengals. Woo! That's probably 3-1 as well. Wow, yeah. I, I think I'm going to go with Baltimore. I thought maybe I was going to make a big pick and say Buffalo, but looking at this, I mean, we've got the Browns, Colts, Bengals for your last three games of the season. Those are three wins, so they're going to finish 10-6. and six. I, th- I don't think the playoff picture changes from what it's at right now today. I don't. I think the playoffs are going to be New England, Pittsburgh, uh, Tennessee, Kansas City, or not Kansas City, the, that's the one team that will switch. Jacksonville, Baltimore, and then the Chargers in place of Kansas City. The Chargers will win that division. That's my prediction. So again, New England, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, LA Chargers, Jacksonville, and Baltimore in the AFC. And in the NFC, I think it stays exactly like it is, which is Minnesota, Philadelphia, LA Rams, Saints, Seahawks, Panthers. I think that's how it goes down. I'm going to look real quick at the Panthers' schedule just because I'm, I am curious because I don't see them as the... You know, the the best. So they play the Vikings this week, then the Packers. Oh, wow. Then the Bucks and the Falcons. Holy cow. That's going to get really interesting for the Panthers. That's a tough schedule. That's a really tough home stretch. Okay, what does Atlanta have? Atlanta has Saints, Buccaneers, Saints, Panthers. Oh, gosh. That's impossible too. Why do they put? Why do they have teams playing each other twice in three weeks? That's so stupid. With all the scheduling that goes on, like they couldn't like put at least two or three weeks between those games. The Saints and Falcons play each other next Sunday night, and then two weeks later they play each other again. That just seems kind of dumb. It's not even two full weeks. (laughs) Oh yeah, it is two full weeks. It's actually a uh, Christmas Eve game. That's kind of interesting. So. Anyway, okay, so I'm going to I'm going to stick with it though. I'm going to say because the Panthers have the one game lead and both teams have a very tough home stretch, I'm going to say that the Panthers end up getting into the playoffs. But it's interesting that they play each other week 17. 
A lot of rambling today. I apologize, but that's my NFC AFC playoff picture. Driving in my car. I'm out for today. Peace. Thanks for hanging with Simply the Best Sports Take. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and check out stbsportstake.com. Simply the best in sports.